Good evening, everybody. How's it going? My name is Miles, and welcome to episode 27 of the Saratobi Sports Pod. Shout out to my boy Chris Russo, aka Mad Dog. I had to show him love real quick. Uh, first of all, 7 a.m. Oh. What I say, evening, afternoon, morning. Hey, listen, whatever time y'all are listening, it don't matter as long as y'all are listening. But to my left, we got my guy, John Bluechu, KKA John Mutu, my guy. John Bluechu? <laughs> Bro, that's the one. That's the fucking one. <laughs> that was off the <laughs> dome, too. That's so great. We got to get sponsored by them. Nice. For sure, for sure. And then, uh, you know, there's Justin to my right. This nigga just say, and just Justin to my right. Yeah, just, yeah, and I, I know. I think it, it's a, it's appropriate because, you know, every week we give you something something crazy, and then we don't show John no love. So I think this week we're going to just epi- dedica- dedicate this episode to John. I I'm appreciate saying? that, man. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. And you haven't given us a pen name for this year so far, so... Oh yes, he hasn't. Yeah, it's been it's been a little bit since the new year started. So we, he's officially trash in my book. <laughs> You're officially right. Kwame Brown. That's okay. Oh. Good, good thing I can't read. So the bona fide scrub. <laughs> bona fide scrub. Can't play. No disrespect. That's the wildest thing you can say. He can't play. No disrespect. Is <laughs> in the NBA? Can't play. Uh, one of the That's few NBA players that wouldn't work you. That's a fact. My, my, he said, my son is slow. He got bad feet. He got little hands. <laughs> he got <laughs> little hands. He can't catch. <laughs> he said he can't catch a cold. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Shout out Kwame Brown, bro. Oh, dog. My son got traded for Pau Gasol. Yeah. I, hey, man. Listen. <laughs> and that was a steal. They didn't even know we get it. But speaking of trades, Please. man. Just like the Pistons <laughs> got fleeced. Yeah. Oh man. Pistons. Oh yeah. I I don't think there was any oh. more fleecing. They they got fleece Johnson. And if you don't know who Fleece Johnson is, <laughs> y'all need to go go and look him up. A legend. <laughs> oh. Not for sure, for sure. But I think the the Drummond trade was just wow. They what, what did you say, Justin? They got him for uh for for uh for a bag of nickels and something else. What'd you say? <laughs> pack of gum and some lint. That was complex. I said something else, but yeah, you I said something else. As soon as I saw that, I was like, "That's the name of the episode: a pack of gum <laughs> and some lint, bro." You know what? Uh, humor me for a second. Is it more they got fleeced, or is this more so they just really wanted to deal Drummond, and they were just ready to take whatever offer anybody had? Now, I, I think all jokes aside, I think the fact that Drummond is about to be a free agent, if I'm not mistaken, after after this season, yes. um, um, I think they they it's very it's very similar to like the Red Sox trading trading Mookie Betts. They probably just weren't sure that they were going to be able to resign him, and they just wanted to get whatever good thing that they could to get something to get something in return. So that way they're not like missing out on him completely. 
Think about it. Was was Drummond really gonna resign after the season? No, his value did diminish. But Jesus Christ, they could have got more than that. I think I he would have resigned. He definitely. I think he def the way he reacted to being traded. I think he def would have resigned. I just don't. He probably would have commit. He would have been asking for near max money. And I don't think. And I'm 99 sure that Detroit was not willing to pay max money oh. for a guy that it was all in, in all respects is phasing out in the league. I'm I'm all about like if you don't have intentions of resigning this person, you trade him before he walks. That's fine. But I do not give a fuck. the The return they got was disrespectful. That was all they could get. I, I the thing is, I don't believe that. Who's trading for a the only team that wanted to, that was that honestly the only team that really could probably could have would probably what. I'm, I think you had shown interest in Bro, him, right? I think Next. they would have got more from the Hawks. Uh, yeah, I'm about to say, man, because you think about the the, the, the Hawks, Hawks trainer, the, tra- the trainer for Mills got fired. Like, bro, fleeced. Yeah, yeah uh, that that joint was bad. I feel like the Hawks definitely would have gave up a pick for Drummond. Duh, he, yeah, I feel like Drummond, they had like 15 Drummond, picks. Yeah, Drummond, Drummond would have been probably. Well, who would Detroit been asking for though? Bro, it could have been a matter of who who Detroit was probably asking for in return. Detroit could have asked for anyone more than what they fucking got. Who did they end up giving up for Capella? Was it uh? Who they, who um, they, it it wasn't anybody that was too too good. I don't think. Uh, I have to look no, it up. No. I have to look it up. I, let me let me let me look it up. But then in that in that regard, because it's Capella, and you're comparing, I guess Capella to Drummond. Drummond's a better player, so you'll probably ask for a little bit more than what you would get for Capella. And if the Hawks are like, oh, we can just get Capella. Of gum and lint. <laughs> that's what Capella got for? Or are you still referencing Detroit? That No, that's that's what they got. Like, bro, the Mavs could have traded Ryan Brokoff and he still would have been more valuable than what the Pistons got in return. Like, it's insane. Bro, the Celtics could have just given up one of their picks and that would have been more value than what they got. One of their million assets they're just sitting on. I, I feel like Detroit was probably asking for, for, for Hayward, and that's probably why they were hesitant. Well, guess what? When they get a no about Hayward, and then they hear this this terrible offer from the freaking the, the Cavs, then you go, hey, I'll, I'll do it for just the picks. Hey, I'm just saying, Atlanta ended up giving up a, a first-round pick. I mean, it went to Minnesota, obviously, but um, it was a first-round pick. It was Brooklyn's 2020 first round pick, but it was that's a protected okay. pick. From Brooklyn's going to be a playoff team. That's what I'm saying. So it's it, it, that's still, but still, I mean, a first round. I mean, I'm in a weak draft. Pick. Yeah, that's true. I say in a weak draft, Nets will probably get like the 16th pick, something like that. Very middle in of the weak draft. I'm not. I'm not pressed about that. Yeah, dude. I'm just like I. I don't know. Like I understand the. Drivers. I understand the sentiment, but it's like it could be a case of. They probably axed too high, and everybody was like, "You know what? Screw you!" And then they had to scramble and like, "All right, we just got to take whatever we can get." At that point, I would have kept them. Fuck that! No, then I'm just gonna no. If it's, if, the, if it's all about getting what you can get, sold some more tickets. Uh, I mean, I mean, more yeah, tickets to then, what? That arena is empty every single night. I'm about Dude, to say, yeah. I'm like, I just can't get over how how fleeced. Like it's ridiculous. It was a bad trade, but that it was but a terrible that was trade. Like, yeah, nah. I mean, I've I've seen bad trades where it's like you give up too much for somebody. Obviously, the mellow yeah. trade, but like at least you the, get something. Yeah, I mean, at least you get I, something. It's either you get nothing or you get something, and I'd rather get some. Even I know it's not a lot of something, 
but one is still better than zero. That's yeah, nice. I get that. No, I just think it was funny when they were like, Kevin Love wants to be traded, and it was like, Cass, <laughs> you funny practices at 10. <laughs> right? Nobody won his contract. That's why he didn't get that's that's my my reasoning why Kevin Love wasn't going to get traded. Oh, no, man. He just signed the extension, right? Like last year, I would like to say two years ago. I'll tell you what, though, the thing I don't get is I feel like Tristan's is more movable now, right? Anymore. And they just traded for bigger Tristan Thompson. He has to get well, yeah. He has to get bought out now, but but no, I'm saying before, like before, yeah. He they were knew they were gonna like they could at least try to trade Tristan or something. Listen, Kevin Love makes sense alongside Andre Drummond. Yeah, Tristan Thompson, Kevin Love, and Andre Drummond makes no sense. The money that they gave Tristan Thompson is not bench money. No, nah, it definitely isn't. But then again, what's bench money in the NBA? <laughs> Tristan's on a five-year 82. Mm. And the other reason why you're like, that's not bench money is because with Andre Drummond, he will be spending more time on the bench because you're not putting both of them out there. Right. So, talking about if you're trying to get something, they could have got something now because then they just got... There's also the money aspect too, like with, with some of these trades. Yeah, I know, but you know there's teams who are looking. Like Capella's, like, I don't... Like Tristan's in the last year of his five year eighty two mil and he's got eighteen point five this, this year. Is his last year? Yep. Last year of a five year. That he signed after they won, right? Twenty fifteen, yeah. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Like that's a movable contract. And then now you you got a player that can't play with this person. So now Man. that's just like you didn't do your due diligence on that. The Cavs, one. I think I thought the Cavs could have moved Tristan to the Celtics. I don't think they would probably want to. But they probably can move They're not a playoff team. The uh, Cavs? Cavs aren't playing for anything. You're just playing to rebuild. You get. You could probably yeah. get... So you could have got something for Tristan. You got that Memphis pick. If you're yeah. playing to not rebuild, you sh- they should have done their due diligence to move Tristan. Which it makes it even more questionable why they why they trade for Drummond because Andre Drummond definitely, definitely is not re-signing with Cleveland. Absolutely not. All right. And if he does, he's crazy. Shout out Mr. Dunn, because he had this saying. He would use it in terms of teaching. But what I think the Cavs did was it was like throwing shit at a wall. Some of it sticks and some of it doesn't. So they threw some shit at the wall, and they were like, oh, they're, they said yes? Like, for real? And then they're like, oh, shit, now we got Andre Drummond. But either way, they should have been looking to move Tristan regardless, because Tristan's not going to stay with them. So they could have got something from him. Yeah, you now have three big men, one, two of whom will be leaving at the end of the year, one of whom is still got two years left on his deal. I don't know what the direction the Cavs are going in, but it's not the right one. Down. They drafted two small scoring guards back-to-back. Yep. But yeah, so since that was a terrible deal, I want to go into a great deal. Right Some now. of the better ones, yes. Preferably the, the polar opposite one, because this, I think, was the best deal. And then we yep. can go into more, um, you know, the other ones. So yep. the best deal was, yeah, that, uh, that Iguodala trade. Yeah, for sure. I mean, both sides definitely will benefit. Yeah, I think both sides benefit. I think it worked out for both. Like, I really yep. do. I didn't yep. think that he were going to trade Justice Winslow, and that's why when we spoke about it last week, I didn't think he was on the table, but I didn't realize how his injury situation was this year. Yep. So um, I think getting him and then like, bro, getting Jay Crowder in on that is big. Like they got some veteran 
wings that are gritty, they got good people to fit with what they're trying to build over there. So right. I think um I think it was a great move on that end. And then Memphis got even more adding to a young core, man. Like yeah. it's dope. I, I really do think that that was a great great trade on both sets. Basically, basically, I think that Heat are just trying to make themselves more into a solidified contender, and mm-hmm. the Grizzlies are trying to get younger, which is fine, fine on both ends for me because you got barring bar injuries, Justice Winslow. I think he's he's a decent player, decent player in the league, and you also need people to, that's going to complement John Morant on the offensive side and, and on the defense. Yep, and Jaron Jackson. Um, and then you got the. You and then you have have the the Miami situation. I think it's gonna end up working out. I mean, Iguodala is obviously the 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 centerpiece of of the trade, but I think them getting Drake, Jay Crowder, another wing that can actually actually score, will be helpful yeah. for the team. You know, uh, and like he, can, he shoots better than Iggy. So right, about to say having that veteran leadership is 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 for real kind of nice. Absolutely, man. They got exactly what they needed. They got better defensively. They got space of floor, and they got some veterans, which is what they needed with that young core. So I'm, I'm with the shits, man. Jimmy, Jimmy knew something we didn't when he signed that deal, man. He did. Shout out Pat Riley, bro. Pat Riley's lit, Pat bro. Riley he's, he he's really been doing this shit since the '80s, bro. It's 2020, my man. Bro, and he looks out great. here. For yeah. Like I didn't realize how old he was, but he looks awesome. He got them Italian jeans, bro. Shout out to Pat. Is his wife black? Is his wife black? Yeah. I just uh, feel like I heard that she was, and I could be. Like, I was. I just feel like I heard that she was. I could look. be wrong, though. But anyway. Yo, I'm looking at this. Yo, Memphis, man. I like this trade. I love this trade because now, look at this, right? You have a core that's locked up for the next three years because Winslow just signed that the three-year $39 million contract. So he's only – and it's only $13 million a year, which is not bad at all. That's very team-friendly. Like – so you have him at 13 mil. Morant's on his rookie contract. Jaron Jackson's on his rookie contract. Dylan, Dylan Brooks just Brooks signed the extension. Well, he just signed yeah. the extension. Yeah. Kyle Anderson like only making nine mil. You know, Valanchunas is a free agent, I believe, at the end of this season. Yeah. It honestly doesn't matter who else is on the team because you have your core. You'll fill yeah. in. This, yeah, this is going to be a nice. It's going to take maybe. But see, here's what I'm afraid of. I don't want them to be the what the Hawks are this year, where we thought they were going to be good because they showed promise. But I mean, this this team looks like they're far. You thought the they're Hawks are going to be good this year? Well, at least better than what they were, what they are right now. That's yeah, that's that's fair. Better than what they, they were, be a fringe, but still a, a fringe years, playoff team in the still East. a couple years away. Yeah, he, nah, I didn't think they were going to be a fringe. Fringe in terms of like, because I think the East put <laughs> eighth seed is going to be at like thirty eight wins. I thought they <laughs> yeah. get like thirty three or thirty four. Yeah, it's just they, they had too much question marks, and the the fact that they had so many draft picks, so it's all first and second year players. And then John Collins is out for twenty five games. Yes. Yep. The young man. This Memphis team, man. Oh, man. Memphis is looking great. I guess the other uh, big move was um, Timberwolves getting D'Lo. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah, that was that was like the the blockbuster shipping, shipping some garbage out. I don't think this trade was that bit as big as people think it is. It's not. It's just big name. It's just high draft. It's just lottery players that just. I ask that's why it makes it big. But like, I, I feel so bad for D'Angelo. He's a journeyman already, and he's only in his fourth year in the league. Like, yeah, 
Yo, he's 23 years old, bro. He deserves it. 20, he's 23 or 24, sorry, but his fourth team. And yeah. he, this is a fourth overall, what, fourth, right? He was a fourth second, overall? Second. He was second? Oh, my God. Oh, man. Listen, all I'm saying is maybe you know, if he signed with the Mavs, you know. Nah, but he's, he's, I mean, he's under team control for the next two years. After yeah, because he signed he the first deal offered to him. Or three, something like that. Three yeah, years, yeah, yeah, yeah three, three years. years. Three, three years after, after this season, it's another three years because he signed a four-year joint. He had a first deal offer. I mean, would you would you not have taken the money? I'm not saying that. I feel like I, I, you got to strike while the iron's hot. My man is making 33 mil. That's crazy. He's the highest paid uh, quarterback in the NFL right now. <laughs> <laughs> why, why, why the Knicks didn't reach out? Come on, in the offseason. This, this is not what we're doing. <laughs> this, is not, this is what we're not doing. We fresh off a four-game winning streak. The reason why I don't think this is as big a deal as people are making it, and yeah, the name sounds sexy. Dilo was an all-star last year. All that's well and good. That team is not going to win games. Not going to play defense. That team is, is exactly. That team is not going to win games. I think this, the soundbite from last week in Anime Book Club where I saw the the data thing about Carl Anthony Towns being like he might be the worst defensive starter in like the modern era. That shit, like, what what are they doing? They're they're just gonna be the Suns. That's it. They're gonna have hella empty stats and they're not gonna win any games. That's what's gonna happen. Andrew Wiggins, when the Warriors come back healthy, ACLs is not as bad as it used to be. Clay Thompson's game isn't built around athleticism, not pressed. He wants to play this summer too at the Olympics, so we'll see. The other thing, Steph's sitting out because why would he play? Yeah, he's coming back in March. Dude, he's, he wants to play in the Olympics. That's why. Same thing. I heard KD wants to play in the Olympics. So, with that being said, bro, Andrew Wiggins doesn't need to do anything. He's not going to be putting up those empty sets, and it's going to be great because people are going to start telling me about how great Andrew Wiggins is. Well. I don't even think anyone says that, but I'm tired of hearing that argument. Oh, he puts up numbers. I don't know any fucking games. It doesn't matter. Bro, they're literally going to be the Suns. And it's upsetting because I wanted more for D'Angelo Russell. And I feel like if he wasn't friends with Carl Anthony Towns, might have been in a better situation. Dare I say, getting traded to the Knicks would have been better. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. I'll die on that hill. Hey, man, we got to see what the next couple years is looking like for the Knicks, but I'll die on that hill. That if he got traded to the Knicks, because I already like him and RJ. Mm, yeah, not nah, for sure. Yeah, and that pick and roll with him and Mitch would have been nice. Hey man, shout out to my son Ratchet for getting traded to a better situation. Yeah, yeah. Now, nah, I mean, I'm I'm not mad at it though. We got a nice little first round pick in return. I mean, weak draft, yeah, but fuck it. Marcus. Yeah, <laughs> nah, but not even. He's from New York though, so I think he'll. He, I know I think he'd he be was a key player on the Blazers team. Oh, yeah, that's a fact. But, you know, collateral damage, man. Yeah, I don't think that was a necessary move. But I get it. You needed a starter while Nurkic is out. And now the original plan was they were going to trade him. And then he was doing well. And, you know, is what it is. I, I like that move. I mean, we knew. I think it was funny. I think my dad went. I came home and my dad was like, so the Knicks just gave the Clippers the championship. And then he goes, he was playing great. Why are they trading? I'm like. Had you expected him to stay? That's why you like, trade him. That's old school because, Knicks fan. Because that's old school Knicks fan right there. It's about winning. Yeah. It's about winning games and having good yeah, players. Like, we need yeah, veteran I mean, leadership, bro. Everyone, yeah, like, every veteran on the Knicks was playing to get traded to a better team. 
right. My my little cousin was tight. Like, yo, why did the Knicks just trade Mark, Marcus Morris? I said, bro, they needed to trade him. What was we gonna do with Marcus Morris? Bro? Waste, like, waste this best year of his career. Yeah, bro. Like, yo, let him get a ring, bro. We do. We he, he served his purpose already. Yeah, this is what it is, and he's coming off a contract too. Like, it's all it's all good. And now my man's my man's are starting on the Clippers. It's a good situation. Well, he started the other day, but he probably won't start when Kawhi gets back. Yeah, man. I don't need him to start either. I just come off the fucking bench and get buckets. Is there a clank on the Clippers? Uh, it's called Patrick see. Beverly. I was okay. thinking that too. Because <laughs> he's still useful, but it's clank. <laughs> yeah, he's not like he's not like Frank. They'll live on in our hearts forever. Yeah, that's a fact. Russian and Clank. My best work. Do you think that do y'all think that there are any teams that needed to make trades that didn't? Uh the Los Angeles Lakers. What do y'all think that each team what 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 do you, what what are y'all thoughts like what or who do y'all think that they could have gotten? I mean you already talked talked about the Celtics, John, but in terms of the Lakers, what do y'all think? All right, with the Lakers, I think that the only person that they that they could have traded for would have been Marcus, but I think they need to sign that man Jamal Crawford. Mm-hmm. I absolutely do. This is the dude who dropped fifty in Dirk's last game last season. Yeah, and this complete ageless wonder. And you're talking about you need someone else who can create and score, not just create for other people who aren't finishing in your secondary, secondary, and you're like your bench. You know, like Rondo's gonna distribute. He'll give you a couple buckets here and there, but that's not his main thing. Like, you need someone else who can score. And, bro, Jamal Crawford, like, he's a decent enough passer, and then you don't even need him to just get, have him come off the bench and get buckets. Yeah. I don't know what's going on with why he's not getting looked at if people are just doing it because he's old, but then old players get signed around this time anyway. And he doesn't, he's never played old. It's never really affected him that much. The only thing was maybe he got hurt a little bit more, and it is never anything serious. But he's not playing all those minutes. You're not having him play 25 minutes a game for an entire season. We're about to hit the all-star break. You know, I I think that's that's the person that they need to get. They both both teams tried with Darren Collison, and I still think that having Jamal Crawford would be better than having Darren Collison um, for the Lakers. Yeah, he's staying in retirement though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They when when they the Lakers said that they was either going to sign Darren Collison out of retirement and and, or, and work out J.R. Smith. J.R. Smith. I just looked at it and I laughed because I'm just like, yo, like they they really think they're built to win a championship, and this might be the coldest take of all time. But to be honest, is that they're they're not even to me. They're not close. Y'all already know how I feel about the Lakers. I've been I've been saying it, and I'm just not I'm just not convinced. And for them to not make any moves, I don't know. I, I just think I I think they could have they could have found found ways to improve. But they needed to make a move. Uh, Justin, do you think? Uh, what, what do you think about the Lakers? No one move on to some other teams and stuff. Uh, they needed a guard. Didn't I mean? <laughs> Collison going to the game and then staying retired is absolutely hilarious to me. Yeah, that's pretty um, working out for both teams to be like, nah, I'm yeah, good. Be like, nah, I'm okay. Um, I don't know. I I think I said this last week. I don't know, like a Shabazz Napier type. Just you need a guard that's not Rondo. Yeah. You need you need one that can space the floor. Yeah, there there are a ton of guards that that are very cheap that they probably only had to give up like a pick, maybe two picks, cash considerations, 
even like the the like the fourteenth, fifteenth man on the bench for like there. There's there's quite if a we're few. We're being honest. They might have been able to swing Rondo for Drogic. I think Drogic means too much to the Heat. Do you? Who's their other guard? It's all young players. Is is hero? Is hero? Uh, Jimmy Duncan Robinson's a guard. And, well, I mean, uh, point guard. Who's gonna? Who's who? I don't. I don't trust Duncan. Duncan Robinson can't bring the ball up. Neither can Hero. But Rondo can. Um, and Rondo. You're, you're downgrading player. at that point. Are you? Yes, I'm taking Gore and Drogic right now. I'm taking over Rondo. So why would I want Rondo on the Heat? Oh, what about no, no, no. Uh, I'm what just about, saying. What about Rondo? What about Kend- Kendrick, Nun- Kendrick Nunn, the young dude that they got? Yeah. I, I, I like Nunn. Start? Yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. Like I feel like they cancel each other. Like they're equaling each other out because Rondo's a better defender, and he'll he's going to distribute to all the scorers they have. The young players get buckets. Like that's all their young players get buckets. It's Drogic. No, Drogic, that's what Drogic's I'm saying, but Drogic's de- not going to help out on defense. Oh, Drogic's a decent defender. He's no, not he's in lockdown. Getting he's, 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 come on. So is Rondo. Rondo's getting older, too. But Rondo's an athletic defender. <laughs> I don't know. I think I'd rather Gorin than Rondo no, at this point. But I'm, but I'm saying, like, for what they have, you can't tell me that Rondo wouldn't fit with that Heat team. The, I, I think he makes him worse. If they, if they got... Like Drogic's a free agent at the end of this year anyway. If it was Drogic like Rondo to pick, I don't see why they wouldn't. I'm just saying that it's a move that, that could have been finagled, or just in general, they could have got a guard. This is but it, yeah, I I, I I do agree that they could have got a guard. I don't think Goran would have I don't think Riley gives up Goran though. He's too important to this heat team. Yeah. That is now I think it's safe to say, I, I actually I can't even it's not even safe Dude, to he say. He was that, almost though. a throw in at the beginning of the season. Yeah. Most. And then <laughs> he's proven his worth. Otherwise, he probably would have been gone, like Winslow. I mean, granted, Winslow was due to injury, but still. All right. Anyway, any more on the Lakers? Yeah. All right. I know, um, know how I feel, man. Yeah, I just think that with that, it's just you can never count out playoff LeBron. But also to that note, I think it was Everly was um, tweeting about he had the plus minuses. For um, LeBron and AD. Oh, oh, okay. And he it was, was plus for a lot of people. Yeah, and it was LeBron and AD when um they were. It's like when they're on the court together, and then when they're split. And Oof. it's like when they're on the court together, it's a plus. When LeBron's on the court, it's a plus. When it's just AD, it's a hard minus. Mm. Yeah. Go figure. Hard minus two. Hard it's not minus. even. It's not even like one of those like minus like two point threes. It's like okay, maybe that shit, that thing is like in like the sevens and eights, dude. I'm so, <laughs> let, me, let me see if I can pull it up. But it was yeah, it was a hard minus, bro. Like, what do you do? Like, it's none of my business. It's none of my business. <laughs> but um, outside of that, it just goes to show the pieces around him more than it does AD. Yeah. And that that also takes me to the um the other team that, that I saw after that, which was the Mavs, where um I think together they have a plus, but then both separately they have higher pluses. Porzingis and Luca. Porzingis. <laughs> I just think they just need to run the offense through him a couple more plays a bit more because they're they're basically using him as a shooting guard, <laughs> like just the hey you're gonna be open hit these threes. I just think he's a better 
He's a better player than just to use the shooter. So that's cool. So the reason why I um I mentioned the Mavs inside of the tweet was that was one of my teams, the other teams that I felt should have made a move at the deadline. What do you guys uh do you do you have any of the teams that you feel like should have made a move outside of Lakers and like Mavs or if you want to go into that? I feel like everybody else that I feel like needed to make a move either either did or like yeah I like to answer your question basically the Clippers I feel like they need to make a move they did the Bucks didn't and they they they'll be fine Toronto I, I didn't think they needed anybody and same thing with the Celtics um I feel like the, you don't think the Celtics needed anyone not the Celtics I, need a big man I think the Celtics needed a big man bro I I think having them them having a big man at this point yeah that that's probably yeah you know what yeah probably that's probably what they could have used if they needed somebody, but they still find ways to win without it, type shit. So, yeah, except for against uh, all the other contenders, have a good big man. You know what? But I I would bet that the Celtics have a better record against five hundred teams than the Lakers do. Probably. Touche, and they beat the Lakers, so that's that on that. And the Sixers, I feel like they could have add, they they could have they could have added a shooter or somebody, but Agreed. the Sixers are just the Sixers are just lost cause. Brett Brown is gonna get fired at the end of the season. I'm calling now. Yeah. Also, um, I just stumbled across a tweet from Josh about the Sixers. Ben and Joel together plus mm-hmm. one point eight. Joel without Ben plus ten. Ben without Joel plus two. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, here we go, here we go, here we go. LeBron and AD, plus 10.5. LeBron by himself, plus 11. <laughs> AD without LeBron, minus 7. Luka and Porzingis together, plus 4. 4.4. Porzingis, just Porzingis, plus 8. Just Luka, plus 9. I don't know, man. Something's in the water. Your, 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 max, your, your max player has a, uh, a plus... 1.8 when he's with um your your real star and then a plus two when it's just him but but that's your max player right amen yeah i do agree with you though um sixers i think the celtics should have i just feel like they're gonna get like when it comes down to it they they're gonna get bullied by size and yeah the mavs <laughs> i got who else I don't know, JT. You got anyone else? Anyone you feel like didn't make a move that should have? Uh, I mean, aside from the Sixers and the Celtics, the, yeah, Sixers shooting, Celtics big man. I think everybody else that stayed pat should have stayed pat. Yeah, like Toronto doesn't need to do anything. Uh, I mean, Giannis even said, yeah, the Bucks didn't need to do anything. A lot of people were like talking about the Nets maybe making a deal, maybe moving Dinwiddie. I got scared a little bit when I heard Yeah, that was a terrible idea. And I was like, whoa, 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 big fella. Whoa, whoa. (laughs) Uh, Glad that they didn't because this year, like I said, like trade to the trade deadline or for teams that are contending that year or teams that are in complete real, that are are figured out that, all right, it's a rebuild. We're stripping it down. Absolutely. The Nets are at a point where they are going to be contending next year. So, and you can make these moves in the summer mm-hmm. like there's a lot of pieces that can be moved in the summer uh so i mean my if you're not contending this year and you're not tanking you might as well just hold off don't do anything uh pacers pacers same thing i mean i think the addition of oladipo is their trade deadline 
move. Yeah. You know, once he gets back in the swing of things, they're definitely going to be a contender. So, yeah, uh, pretty good. Oklahoma City. Yeah, I thought they were. I thought uh, Gallinari was moving for a second to. Uh, Dude, if the Heat managed eat, to get, I was Iggy like, yo, Pat Riley's the goat. They, if they got both of them, I was about to say it's the Eastern Conference Finals. It's going to be them and the fucking Bucks. Nah, but there's no way that they was gonna manage all that all that money though, because you got you got the, you got you have Butler's contract, you got Iggy's contract. They would have to trade all have, Yeah, they would have to. Yeah, at, right. Yeah. Their books are they cooked right now. Drogic, Drogic's contract. Then imagine Gallo's contract. It, the the books would be on fire, bro. But imagine though, Pat Pat will find a way to make it work. Luxury tax, baby. Because that was the thing in the <laughs> off season when they tried to get CP3, but the money just wasn't adding up because they didn't have any money. Yeah, right, bro. And then all them young boys started balling, and they were like, "Well, we ain't need him anyway." <laughs> I'm glad, honestly glad they didn't, because Kendrick Nunn probably wouldn't be playing as much. Yeah, my my one gripe is just that the Mavs held on to Courtney, Courtney, Courtney Lee, because it's an expiring veteran deal that could have helped the team. Which again, like I get it, because it's now he's not going to a team that you you might end up playing. But I don't know. Maybe if they could have traded him to the Sixers or something. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. I just feel like for someone you know isn't going to be in your long-term plans that you haven't played all season, now you're going to try and start integrate him in. That's a little iffy. But today, as in Monday when we're recording this, they did also just sign Michael Kidd-Gilchrist. I'm not mad at it. I I think that that's a position of need in the sense that we... I, I think I spoke about it last week. We've been getting bodied by um bigger... Like like stronger small forwards, so to have like an athletic, stronger defensive small forward, I'm I'm fine with that. You know, it's a buyout deal, so it's like we're paying him a little bunch, and it's like a tryout for the rest of the season. So I'm okay with that. And also the the Mavs taught Rondo how to shoot, so if they can get Michael Kidd Chris hitting open jump shots, they're the best coaching staff in the NBA. Heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Yep. I guess uh, if we don't have anything else with that, the last thing that we didn't talk about. Was that four team trade? So, <sighs> your trade was mad complicated. Yeah, I mean, like I was trying to like, parts. I'm about to say. So basically, let me let me just read off like what everybody got because I just had it in front of me. Oh no, never mind, it just disappeared. Sorry, podcast. Give me one second. All right, all right, all right. All right. So basically, this is how the trade worked. So. So the Rockets got uh, Robert Covington and Jordan Bell from the Wolves, and the Hawks and, and the Hawks' 2024 second round pick. The Hawks got Capella and Nene from the Rockets, and then uh, they obviously waived Nene. Then the Nuggets uh, got uh, Keita Bates, Shabazz Napier, Noah Vonley, and Gerald Green, who got waived, and Houston's first round pick in 2020. And then the Wolves got. Nuggets Malik Beasley, Juancho Hernan Gomez, and Jared Vanderbilt, as well as Hawks Evan Turner and the Hawks' 2020 first-round pick from the Nets. Wow, that's a lot of moving parts. I don't even know how to process all of that. Damn, the Wolves looking mad different. <laughs> Bro, they, literally, their like post-trade press conference looks like the 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 off-season press conference when a team signs a bunch of players. Like it's ridiculous. I think they only have like three people or like four people. They were there before. So with that whole thing, the Rockets are too small. That would have been a decent trade if they kept Jordan Bell 
they waived Jordan Bell for whatever reason. So PJ is their center, which when the Lakers played them, if Anthony Davis played like a big man, not like a guard, maybe would have had a different outcome. Anyway, I just don't. Robert Covington was a great pickup. Yeah, Robert Covington was a great pickup for them. Definitely, but definitely was. The size is gonna is gonna hurt them. Yeah, the size definitely gonna hurt them. My son PJ Tucker playing the five. It's it's a no bet, bro. Yeah, shout out to Malik Beasley though. My son's Facts. really getting his. He's getting uh he balled out his first game and he's gonna get his chance now. Facts. My um, man's my man's Justin out there playing playing the five and shit. Love to see it. I just uh, I mean. It's like beating a dead horse with the the Hawks at this point. This would be the third week in a row I'm talking about why they shouldn't have made a trade, especially for a traditional big man. But it is what it is. Y'all know my thoughts on it. And I think for the Nuggets, I mean, yeah, it's fine. You know, they uh they got they got rid of some contracts, and you know they got something on Malik Beasley. Boy, they're either gonna have to pay him or lose him for nothing. So yeah, they didn't really need to do much. And they got decent, uh, like Vonley is a decent backup big, you know what I mean? Like, this is what it is. Yep. Anything else, NBA? Shout out to Dame yeah. again, man, still on his warpath. Uh, oh, yeah, what are you guys' notion on, like, if should, should refs be fined for bad calls? Ooh, interesting. Interesting. I know, I know where you're going with this. They definitely, but you know what? Here's my thing, though, is that technically speaking, for bad calls, they do get fined. Because they don't get to officiate in the playoffs. They only let the, the top of the top refs, like, you know, participate in play in playoff games. So I think this whole Damian Lillard situation, which in fact was very nutty and very, like, like considering that they changed the rules so much in terms of instant replay this year, and they didn't even allow for... um Review. Yeah, they didn't even allow, allow for the review. But, I mean, it makes sense as to why it's the same thing in, in the NFL. It's like you can't, like, if it's, like, a live ball situation, you can't really go back. But it was an obvious goaltend. As, as a fisher, y'all got to go back and forth and say, you know, because all for the NBA to be like, yo, we we messed that up. We missed the call anyway. Who's going to who's gonna find the ref for saying, all right, he broke the rule and he shouldn't have called a goaltend in there. But it was a goaltend. It was a fucking goaltend, bro. She clearly hit the backboard first. And, and honestly, I just love Dame's reaction, how he was ripping the ripping the refs after the game. And I love how the NBA is not gonna find him for it because they know that they know the vibes. They know that they fucked up, bro. And he had every right. Like he's in a playoff race. He is trying to doing every literally everything in his power. Man is putting up incredible numbers to get his team into the playoffs. For them to lose on some shit like that, crazy. I'll be heated too. I ain't even mad Absolutely. at it. Absolutely. Like he's completely justified in his actions. Terrible, Kenny. To answer your question, yeah. I don't know how you would correctly, you know, do it. Like, I guess I need. I, I agree there needs to be some sort of like fallback on the refs, but at the same time, where do you draw the line? I feel like that's where that's where it, what it comes down to. Like, I guess only, you know what I mean? Like, is it only if it determines the outcome of a game like that you're gonna find them? Because then it goes. You might have refs calling things stricter that'll ruin the flow of the game. Yeah, and that's what you don't want. You don't want. We already have so many stoppages in the last two minutes, anyway. Maybe just maybe enhance the replay rules. Maybe I mean that should that should be a reviewable one. But since there was no technically there was no call made, you can't review it. 
I don't know. It's just there. I mean, at the end of the day, refs are human. Like I've, I think we've all yep. refed like a peewee basketball or football or soccer game before. You can't see everything. Like, yeah, that one was egregious. And there's a lot of calls that are really bad throughout the game, but that's what makes it the game, I guess. You know, it's it's that human error element to it. So, yeah, that's yeah. why that's another that's reason bad. why I think robotic umps is it goes into that. That's why I don't like the idea of robotic umps. I mean, but oh yeah, like not having the human error factor of it. Yeah, not having the human error factor and not having the the human judgment where it goes, all right, this is a play on situation. Both people are pushing like things like that. Like they're they're just playing physical. Like you can't like I remember um back when it was the real like grit and grind grizzlies and it was them playing the thunder and Kendrick Perkins and um Zach Randolph going up to the refs and going, let us play more physical because we're gonna be like going in on each other. Like if you got robotic refs, you can't do shit like that. You're right. I mean, I feel like that's more functional in basketball than it is. I mean, not basketball. It's more functional in baseball than it would be in 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 basketball. I I, th- I personally believe anyway because in in baseball, it's like it, it's it's tough to really say whether 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 a balls and strike is really concrete. It's not every every umpire has their tendencies. It's just you just hope that they call it the same way the yeah, whole game. But it, I feel like that kind of takes away from the game from from the game too. You know what I'm saying? Because then it's just like yo, as a catcher. It's like, yo, you don't got to frame pitches no more. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's a skill, though. Like, that's how catchers get rated. Yeah, I mean, I mean, well, well, that's a fact. But with robotic umpires, do you really need, like, what's the point of, frame, of framing pitches anymore? Because a robotic yeah. umpire will tell you if and where it 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 crosses, crosses over the plate or not. And uh, Yeah, so yeah. My, my thing, again, with that is um, it's – I. I think it's too strict and also does each player have an individual strike zone because you can't be calling the same strike zone for Altuve and Aaron Judge well, like things and, like and that that's where and then also yeah. um it's pitchers where it's like if it's close to the corner the if it's close to the inside corner some some I'm going to call it some aren't and that's a call that really can go either way right so cuz you already know you already know man they don't be giving my my man my man's Aaron Judge nothing for his for, for his for his strike zone, they 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 nope. they fuck my son up. That's that it's fucked up when you six seven dog. I wish I was six seven. I'd be in the league. Me too. Oh, in fact, oh, and Justin, to go back to your earlier point, when it comes to refing uh pee wee pee wee games and you know that kind of stuff, I'm Joey Crawford. Uh, I I'm I'm the goat. I don't make bad calls. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I I do this shit. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm the I'm the black dude. That be that be on the CBS games talking about fifteen yard penalty on offense. <laughs> the Southern dude, you know who I'm talking about. <laughs> so um, dragging that wagon into to this transition. <laughs> dragging that wagon. Uh, I like that. <laughs> the XFL's opening weekend was um this past weekend, and it was honestly pretty dope, man. I uh, I was watching at work, and. Uh, I caught most. I didn't watch a lot on Sunday. I watched almost all of the Roughnecks game. We are Roughneck fans. We've decided because um our guy PJ's over there, so we said that before the season. So and then that boy PJ had himself a game. My son was my son was hooping, bro. Bro, he looked great. Yeah, like even though his receivers didn't catch everything, he looked fucking great. That that one bomb that he that he threw, bro. I, was, I felt like I was back at Temple, bro. Right. Yeah, and that's what it feels like. It feels like college games. Yeah, 
Like it really, it's like a mix between college and like the big three. Yeah. Like, cause there's a couple big names. Like, and they're playing. Like, these dudes are playing hard, bro. They're trying to get into the NFL or back into the NFL. Like, these, these dudes are playing hard. Nah, to be honest though, like it's the rule changes, Rich. Go ahead. Yeah. No, 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 no. I was gonna, I was gonna say, um, now nah, to be honest, if the NFL was smart, they would try and work with, they would try and work with the XFL. Like, if they would try, they should honestly. It'd be like a development league for yeah, them. to be honest. Like, I don't see why that would like why that would be a bad thing because it's like I get it, like, you know, yeah, it's a it's a tough market and you know, you wanna want that shit to be exclusive to NFL, but think about it. This shit is is starting right after the NFL season. It wouldn't overlap into the NFL season and it would just, you know, promote better football all 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 around type shit. So I don't know. I, I think mm-hmm. This would be this would definitely be a good idea as a developmental league. If not, like you know, hopefully the XFL can stand on its own because I I I I'm a better person when football's on, man. So you know, <laughs> I, I I just know how how it goes, and just like even with the with like what you were about to say before with uh, with the rule changes and stuff, the rule changes make every makes everything a little bit more interesting because yo, you think in the NFL. You got an eighteen point game. That's a three possession game. In the XFL, an eighteen point game is a two possession game. If you go for go for three, twice. Yeah, no, I'm with it, man. Yeah, I'm with the whole no PATs that are kicked. Yeah. Like I'm with the whole your offense got to go do it. Yep, I think it's fire. Yep, and I think eight, the XFL is giving us a little bit more of the of what we don't really see in the NFL too much. It's giving us a different uh, perspective on uh kick returns it's very it's very it's a very return friendly uh kind kind of league because you, you know you the the um the blockers and stuff can't move until the ball ball is caught so i think that that's that brings a different element to the to the game as well yeah i um i definitely agree with you that uh i literally as you started talking i was like yeah they should make it a development league um once you said uh they need to work something out it was it was fun it's clearly an offensive centric league which it's fine like a casual fan is what you're going to get right now and casual fans want to see an offense that doesn't mean there isn't a place for defense because with that added offense and the fact that it is like the college and the big three put together there's more defensive turnovers yeah like there's more interceptions there's more fumbles all that stuff like so it's entertaining on both sides i do like some of the changes like i like the way they're doing the points after like if that was in the nfl i think that would be awesome yep. and that's another way that your team can get defensive momentum too like let's say it's oh it's a it's that eighteen point game and then you know a team goes for three on that second score and your defense shuts them down like that's big yep all that stuff um the jerseys look cool you know Vince McMahon's fingerprints are on it and they add some of that in with uh the way they're doing the interviews like they're interviewing after every big play which um you know you get some good stuff you get the best of like the first thing as soon as I went to go watch the game first thing I saw was a kicker missing a field goal and they were interviewing the kicker right after <laughs> like <laughs> that's just jokes but um yeah it's a lot of interesting concepts i like hearing the coaches talk to the quarterback i think it's weird having the coach in the the skill positions ears right like all of them i think that's a little weird i think it would be cool hearing them talk to the quarterback like that's that's always cool I also like um the replay joint, like the replay rules that they got for it. So that way that um 
Oh, there's no challenges. Everything's reviewed. Well, well, not even just that, but like they, you can hear what's being said in the booth. Like as things oh, yeah. are being being reviewed, so that way we're not like left out the loop trying to figure out like, oh, like is this what what's actually going on? Yeah, I like that too. But the rules are so much so much different in the XFL than than in the NFL that it's like it kind of. I'm kind of happy that they that they did it this way because this is much more entertaining. You're gonna see more offense because. Think about how many catches in the NFL this year would have been catches if you could have one foot down and not two. College rules. College rules, exactly. So that's what that's enough. That's the the college element that John John had referred to before. So you know it's pretty dope. I like to see it, man. Mm -hmm. The only thing is, I do wish that uh, I like having coaches challenges in football. Like I think that's I think that could have been one thing added, but still everything being reviewed, I just think that they should be able to review past interferences because especially in a league like that, there's some bad ones. There are some egregious ones. Yeah, for sure. And some of PJ's great balls are ruined on that. No pause. But wow. Justin, you, you, you've been kind of quiet. Oh, wow. What, what were your intense. thoughts on that? Wow, I'm not gonna lie. If, if if great balls didn't activate Justin, I don't know what will because that was wow. That was that was flagrant. <laughs> Shots in the ball. Oh boy. I liked it. You know, it was it was nice. I think uh so the first one was Saturday, so I was watching uh I watched a little bit before I went to work. And then I watched the entire uh New York Guardians game on a Sunday. Didn't really watch much of the, the the second one, even though it had like one of the like I love Pat McAfee and him as a sideline reporter just makes everything so Bro, much he's better. Fucking great. Pat McAfee for awesome. the brand. And it made it even better because Marquette King was in the game, who is I still can't believe like really yeah, he was on the St. Louis team, either St. Louis team or the Dallas team. I don't know. He's but no, he I mean at one point Marquette King was like the best punter in the league, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah. I liked it. It's not the NFL, but that's okay. It's 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 entertaining. It's something to get us through till the NFL draft a little bit afterwards, you know. Hey, the WWE is a wrestling. Exactly. Exactly. That's that's what this hey, could man. be. It could just be sports entertainment. Something like you know what it is. It could be like kind of like uh, what arena football was. You know. Uh, I I fuck with arena football like, heavy. I had that game on PS2. That shit was like amazing. just something you know, just casual. And I was seeing like tickets were only like twenty five, thirty dollars. So like some, you know, it's something nice. Like you could bring like a family. The stadium of, was full. Well, yeah, yeah the stadiums that they played in the well. soccer stadiums. They did a good job. I don't. I, I think they should move the Guardians to like the Red Bull Stadium. Optically, it would look better. Like I think they said they only they had seventeen thousand at MetLife, but MetLife seats like eighty two thousand. <laughs> so it was like only like the lower bowl was full, but no, it was is for the first week and for the ratings to top out at four point four point oh mil and then level off at three point three, it was pretty good. Now, granted, we got to see if it has staying power, mm-hmm. you know, because the A, I mean, when the AAF first debuted, I mean, everybody was excited about it, and then they went broke. But I think the only thing with this is this this is being funded by Vince McMahon, so this league ain't going broke until Vince McMahon decides to pull the plug. Yeah, so it's that being funded by uh, the McMahons, and also, um, you know, people love Last Chance You. So this is something where it's like, yeah, these people are playing for something. This isn't just like, obviously, people are trying to do that with arena football as well. Where oh, everything is also like a way arena football, CFL. Those are all things that a lot of people use to try and get back into the league or into the league. But I think with um, XFL, it's a little more direct. 
because you're getting a lot of names from college and you're also like names from college people on practice teams like things like that and it's u.s based it's on big like bro i don't think arena football games run all these major networks like vince mcmahon has the infrastructure to really push this so i think keeps it it keeps entertaining and i do think i like what you said you're like it's not the nfl and that's okay because you know the nfl has longevity and also it, it gets frustrating like this is the thing like i highly doubt at any point there's going to be a defensive matchup in the xfl and guess what if there is a defensive game it's probably still going to be high scoring because it's probably be hella pick sixes and fumble recoveries yeah so i'm i'm on board with xfl i'll be tuning in to at least watch just the roughnecks yeah man i'm with it it was cool Let's get this money. I think we can all come together in a perfectly. Uh, I think we can all agree that the best quarterback in New York right now is not Darnold or uh, Daniel Jones, but it is the one Matt McGloin. Matt McGloin, New York Guardians, baby. <laughs> My man's turning up. <laughs> you already know. My man's turning up. I, I'm actually pretty excited for week two because I was at work uh, watching uh, the games on Saturday, on Saturday and Sunday. So uh, I'll be home on Sunday watching the games. Should be oh, boy. Nice. You know, uh, go rough, go rough next. What do you call it? On Tiki and Tierney. That's it, baby. Uh, what do you? Tierney was saying like, is it possible to have a legit like fan base? Like, if you're like a diehard Jets or Giants fan, right? And like, you know, which you know, me and Miles are uh, respectively, and even just a diehard football fan, is it possible to really truly get behind an XFL football team? Um, the way you do your NFL team, or is it something that's completely different, like an NBA team? Like if you're a Jet fan and you for like the 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 Knicks or like the Nets or something like that. I think it's like being a Yankee fan and going to a Brooklyn Cyclones game. Yeah. Oh, okay. Let's see that. It's like a minor league. Like like you got nothing else to do. It's a Saturday afternoon and Saturday afternoon, cheap game. It'll be entertaining. I can see that. Like that's that's what I think it is. I think if people are gonna mostly go for regionality with it or just trade up jerseys, like we yeah. did. Well, we did it for PJ, <laughs> but we were originally thinking about just jerseys. But um, shout out to all the other Temple people in the league. Shout out to um Najib out there. Yeah, facts. Yeah, Najib definitely is out there, bro. Adonis yeah, Jennings but, out um, there. Yeah, man, but. I, I'm. That's what I think it is. I think it's a different entity. I think the fandom is going to be different, and that's, that's what it is. You just got to accept it for being different. Yeah, I, th- I do think the NFL should do something where it's like a development league. Is it kind of like what? Uh, and I guess the the, the wrestling reference is it kind of like NXT and the WWE? Yes. Uh, yeah. That's a good. Or uh, or maybe uh, AEW. I mean, well, because AEW is kind of like a rival one. No, that's actually like. I heard a lot of WD people are enjoying AEW. Yeah, oh, like oh they see AEW. The is, my brother watches it. Yeah, a lot it. of people like they see the framework of of it building into it's something. Pretty good. It's pretty like they're entertaining, man. Like mm-hmm. that is is man funny. That might be a good comparison because I don't think AEW is like it's WWE fans are gonna watch it, but I don't think they're feeling like pressed like they gotta choose between it. You know? Yeah. Like I don't I don't expect anybody to choose between like the New York Guardians and like the New York Giants, but. I yeah. think I think a little nice cult following. It's, you know what it is? Something to just like, I guess, all of New York. Like, it doesn't matter if you're a Jet fan or a Giant fan. You're like, oh, you know, we, yeah. we're, we're Guardian fans today. You know, like, mm-hmm. like I say, you chilling 
You ain't got nothing to do. You'd be like, hey, you want to just come over and watch the game? I say you could bring a family of four to a New York Guardians game. Apparently, I mean, from what I was seeing, $30 tickets, good seats for only about $150 for all four. That's how that, that's how you gain interest, bro. You ever you ever uh mm-hmm. what's the name of that 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 video game that used to be? It's, it's like uh it's, it's like one of the ways you run a business. You ever see play roller coaster tycoon? Love those. Love those <laughs> yeah, bro. That's what that's what I'm saying. It's like you gotta set the prices. So that way, you know, people is fucking with it. But, you know, you still make a little bit of a profit. But, you know, you got to make sure people is fucking with it. And then, you know, when people become loyal, you know, you raise them prices. That's it. Type shit. Business 101, man. The only way this thing survives, if they can get through this first year and turn a profit and have, like, like not that cult following, but, like, a significant following. And Vince isn't the one having to pay the TV, like, the TV people. To, to, to air yeah, the games and their pain. Hey, man. Hopefully it gets to the point where it pays for itself. You know what I'm saying? That's that's the goal. I, I'm rooting for that for the XFL on some John shit. Like, I, I really am. Yeah, man. But now that uh we spoke a little bit about XFL, uh, there's some other news going around in MLB world. I guess starting with now they're thinking about restructuring the playoff format. It's kind of interesting. All right. So here's the thing. Here, All right. Here's the thing, right? Do I think this uh, this idea is a little bit oodles and noodles? Yes, but is it is it interesting? Yes, like I, like so the the MLB wants wants it to be more interesting, right? Oh, they came up with an idea. I mean, we can't fault them for just throwing darts at a board and just like, hey, we're thinking of doing this. What do you guys think? And it's not to say that they're going to do this. They they honestly, this is smart by the MLB, they only gave this to one person, Joel Sherman, right, from the New York Post, and he broke the story, right? And he just said the league is considering these changes, not that the league was going to do it. No, so now they, 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 can, said, they said they're seriously considering this. Yeah, seriously but even, considering. even seriously considering means that they can still pivot and say, I don't know, because remember the NBA was seriously considering the in-season tournament, and that's kind of taken a back seat. So – I feel yeah, like and it's, it's the post too, yeah. so it's like everything's taken with a grain of salt. On the like the MLB could just be like, "Ooh, like we can, we'll, we'll drop this, right, and see what the people are saying, and see how we can gauge the reaction. And if it's good, we might run with it. And if it's bad, we could just be like, well, well, you know, back to the drawing board.' So I thought this was smart. I, I mean, it, it, it's, it's an interesting concept. There's some things I like about it, things I don't like, but hey. Credit the MLB for at least trying, you know. I, I, I'm I'm personally not mad at it. I put on on the one hand though, I don't want to see 14 teams in the playoffs, especially in the in the MLB. Because think about how much of a drastic change that there is. That's going from four teams in the American League to seven to four to seven. That's a lot. That's a lot of teams, bro. That means that. Who who I don't even know who didn't make the playoffs. That means that that means the, the Red Sox would have made the playoffs somehow. That means the shit. I don't even. I, I'm trying to think of teams that was like regular. The Indians would have made the playoffs, and somebody else would have made it. I don't know. Maybe the Blue Jays or the Angels, but still, it's like I don't know. I I really don't. Th- I I think that the 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 separation from the good from the from the best teams to the worst teams are so drastic in baseball that you don't need to like like having a seven like the seventh best team. You know what I'm saying? Is it? I don't know. I feel like it's a lot. I mean, and I, I definitely just said it. it's it's four teams to seven teams. It's five teams to seven. It's a lot. That's a big gap. Yeah, I do think um, that adds. You know, it might be too long of playoffs, but 
at the same time, the first couple rounds aren't like the NBA where they're not all seven game series. Right. So I think that's one thing that's a difference. Also, um, I agree with what you said, Justin. Like it makes it interesting. I think it sounds super entertaining, but I think that the only way is just you gotta shorten the regular season. Um, I know I told you guys that already. It's just literally like, bro, the baseball regular season is way too fucking long already. Yeah, that's a fact. Like I I've I've said this throughout the shit, what is this, twenty seventh episodes of this podcast? Uh yes, this is episode twenty seven. We're not fucking if you can play two games in the same day, there's too many games. And now if you're gonna extend the playoffs, that's fine if you shorten the regular season only. So that's my, my thing on it. I think I do think it would be an interesting move, but you know. But yeah, I mean I I, I don't know. I, I, I don't think that they should I, I do appreciate the fact that they're trying to do something different and trying to do something that's gonna gauge fan interest. I think the best way to do this is kind of like what John said earlier is to shorten the season. Because if you don't shorten the season with this, we're going to be playing baseball during Thanksgiving. And it's, I don't know how that's going to really work out. Yeah. But outside of that, only other baseball news is um, Red Sox traded Mookie Betts. We don't have to play Mookie Betts a whole bunch anymore. Yeah, that's that's nice. But then again, we don't get to kill david price destroy david price i yeah. was thinking the same thing yeah so it's like you know i'll take the but you know what i'll take not not having to go against mookie because mookie is, is is really good but i'm, I'm happy he's in the that he's in the national league he's, he's gonna he's gonna kill out there he's on my mvp watch black ball players baby can't stop <laughs> won't stop uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> who are the five best Red Sox of all time. Mookie. 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 And Mookie. Because he hit hot fire. <laughs> I hit and I steal. I steal and I hit. <laughs> listen. Listen and watch how Mookie I hit. <laughs> uh, it's really crazy. This man's really named after Mookie Blaylock, though. Like. Such a random basketball player, but hey man, dude. Like, oh man. I'm sorry, but just being named Mookie in the 21st century just sounds so racist. I know. Yeah, nah, it's like oh boy. Oh man. I sorry. I could really root for my son now that he's not not a Red Sox no more. Factington. Oh man. Yo, they, now the Red Sox are down a player to steal home runs from us, which is huge. And they have a player so named Jeter coming to their squad too. They do, and he's a shortstop. <laughs> you can't make this shit up. I need this guy to actually like be really good at shortstop just so I can say, oh, yeah, Jeter's better than Nomar. And it'll be twice, <laughs> two times. All right. Anything else for sports? Uh, nah. Oh, the Phillip Rivers. Phillip Rivers, uh, yes. part in a fish. I mean, Glazer. Officially. Glazer reported it like two weeks ago, but officially yeah. Philip Rivers parting ways with the Chargers, which means we got a free agent class with Tom Brady and Philip Rivers. Retire. All right. But don't retire with Eli. Retire next year. They can be back. I think we're all in agreement that if Philip Rivers signs to a team, he's not starting. He's not. Right? No, he can't. A few teams he would start. Yeah. If he went to like the Colts. He'd start over Jacoby. Would he yes. though? Yeah. 
the reason I say that is because if they still think of Jacoby as someone that they plan on keeping for longer, why would you do that? Because you're not keeping Philip Rivers for much longer. He's fucking old. Well, I mean, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, if you sign him, why would you have him start? Why would you not just have him teach Jacoby some shit? Uh, like, he's kind of in the same situation. I feel like he's in the same situation as as, as Brady. Just somebody yeah, – if you're a quarterback away, and I'm not saying Rivers is that quarterback, but he could be for a team. If you're a quarterback away and you have maybe a one- or two-year window, why not? Yeah, maybe, but – the difference is Philip Rivers doesn't have a winning pedigree. <laughs> well, he does not, you know, but hey, it's always next year, right? It's always time to, <laughs> to write the ship, uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, I could see him being, I could see the the Raiders not getting, because we still don't know what Tom Brady's going to do. And um, if you guys didn't see, apparently Robert Kraft is not like pressuring Belichick to resign Tom. He's like, yo, it's your call. Thanks. Um, so that's awesome because I don't think Belichick is going to resign Tom because he's cutthroat and it's like you're too old, you're not good enough anymore, and we need to move on anyway. Yo, surprise pick, Belichick drafts Jalen Hurts. Imagine I would like it. Black man, black, black man on the Patriots. <laughs> yeah, eat your heart out, Boston. Oh boy. So so let's say that. Tom either stays with the Patriots or he goes somewhere else that is not the Raiders, which is one of the teams that I think has a decent chance of signing him. Philip Rivers wouldn't be a decent consolation prize for the Raiders. Because what what is their quarterback situation? They they're, they're apparently giving up on they're giving up on him. I don't I mean, uh here's my thing with Derek Carr. Like he's 30. But like I, I don't think he, I, I don't know if I would give up. I don't know if it's time to give up on him yet. And he got and he got that beastie ass contract still, so it's like yeah, but it's it's on it's on uh John, what's John Gruden gonna do? I don't know. I, he might just be like, "Fuck it, I didn't want this quarterback to begin but with." But to get but to get somebody like it's one thing like when when Peyton after when he sat out for a year and he had neck surgery, he was thirty five, you know. But Tom Brady is forty three, bro. Like, what do y'all look like getting a forty three year old quarterback? Like for real, I don't know, bro. To me, it's not. Shall look like trading Khalil, and then going fuck. I need a pass rusher because you don't want to pay him. Yeah, that sucks. Moral of the story is, y'all, don't ever go Eric Benet. <laughs> All right. Anything else for sports? Oh my god, they're saying they're saying that Philip Rivers may go to the fucking Bucks, bro. That's so stupid. I was I, I was gonna mention that earlier, but I didn't want to get in oh open the Jameis Winston camera words. Bro, yeah, <laughs> y'all, y'all y'all know how I feel about it, bro. But that's just like what why would y'all do that? That's mad stupid. Like I, maybe... I, I don't don't actually don't even don't even open a word. The the can of worms. It's all right. It's fine. It's, fine. it's, Patrick. <laughs> it's okay. It's honestly, the only thing I can think of is that they thought they had success with Fitzpatrick, so they could probably have more success with a better quarterback. Yo, it's crazy that my son Adamagisu has really been making a killing off of one year deals, bro. <laughs> Tell me what he got to do. He got he, he got signed somewhere? Nah, not nah, NFL free agency didn't start yet, but he's um, okay. yeah, like he's saying that he might go to New England, sign one year, fourteen million. You know, he's doing his thing, bro. They saying that the uh, they saying that Jadavion might fuck with the Raiders or the or the Giants. 
interesting. Or yeah. even the Ravens, they say. I don't know if they can afford them, though. That's what, I think they might take a cheaper option and just try and spend some more money elsewhere, which I'm not mad at. The only options that I want, though, if they were to pay a defensive player, I either want Jadavion or I want uh, Ngakwe, and I prefer Ngakwe. We've been clowning to the Ravens. You heard it here first, folks. All right, so I guess that pretty much wraps up uh, sports. And uh, now we can go into Anime Book Club for this week, which uh, episodes were super dope. Yeah. Thoroughly enjoyed them. Thoroughly enjoyed them. Uh, so we've been watching Berserk, an original 1997 Berserk. And uh, we're doing about three episodes a week. So for this week, did episodes uh, 13, 14, and 15. So um, spoilers ahead. And yeah, let's just get into it. Yeah, I got this. All right. So we had episodes 13 through 15. And in episode 13, Guts and Casca get ambushed on their way back. Because as we all know, they got separated from the group. You know, they was all by their lonesome. They get ambushed. And Guts has to basically protect Casca. Because they get surrounded by like 100 dudes. And yeah. My son Guts is a problem. My son Guts is OP. Like we thought Rimuru was OP. Nah, Guts is really OP. Bro, Casca, Guts is on was on a new level, bro. My man's powered up and did everything. Casca finally escapes, goes to get help. Then, oh no, she gets got by the captors. She gets captured. Day's about to have her. Showed her nipples. Word. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We got a nip slip here. Oh. oh. Yeah, I was I was like, what? I was like, yo, her chest is mad. Pink lips. I was like, why is her chest so damn pink? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they say your lips, your lips and your nips are the same color. Because my, my, my lips are like pink and my nips are brown. So I don't know what we're talking about. Well, they also, um, for guys, it's your lips are supposed to be the same color as your head. That's my head's not. I didn't, wait, I, what? I didn't need to know that. No, my head's. That's oh, oh, that head. Oh. Um. <laughs> oh, my anyways. <laughs> anyways. You know, I think it's funny that this that happened in the episode because me and Ari, uh, I forgot how we got brought up, but we we got this conversation about black people having um pink nipples. I haven't seen that oh, yet. Jesus. I assume it'd have to be. Or not. I'm pretty it, sure it'd it have to be mixed, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. But still, it's definitely that's definitely a thing. All right, my fault. Yeah, yeah, we getting sidetracked. So continue, All continue right. explaining the joint. All right, so after this, so we have the mid slip so in episode got, thirteen. Got like kind of captured. Yeah, it got kind of <laughs> captured. Episode fourteen, right? The cavalry comes. Woohoo! Yeah, cavalry comes, saves Casca. Casca's like, yo, yo, guts is out here wiling on niggas. Come on, y'all ain't gonna believe this shit. Get to the <laughs> forest, yo. There's literally that like tens and dozens of bodies just on the floor. Everywhere, when the bodies hit the floor, the the floor. and then all you Yo, see is up. my name. <laughs> Quick question, and this is relevant. This is relevant to the thing. Have y'all ever seen Hot Tub Time Machine? Yes. All right. So you yes. know how the whole in the first movie, the whole time the 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 running gag was, "Yo, this this dude that had his arm cut off." They're trying to figure out how his arm got cut off. Yeah, 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 yeah. Y'all with me? Yeah. I, I, I see where this is going. I see where this is right, going. Right, right, right. This, <laughs> this is literally 
every time Guts gets into a fight, I'm like, all right, this is gonna be the moment where he where 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 he gets his arm cut off. All <laughs> right, he's going against a hundred people. It has to happen now. They they that's what I thought too. They, he goes on screen and he's fighting people, and what happens? Nope, he's alive, just very exhausted. Bro, they literally go, if we capture you, I'm gonna cut your arms and legs off. <laughs> and and then then you'll go to like a labor camp or a torture camp or whatever. So you're not gonna die right away. And I'm like, okay, maybe he almost makes it out. He puts a valiant effort and he doesn't happen. And this is what this is what happens. That's how he loses his limbs. Nope. Eyes all. And what's crazy is that we end up learning that Griffith, the the main army wanted to leave him for dead. And Griffith was like, nah, 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 nah. That, that, them's my people. They too important to the cause, man. Which touched, which, which touched Casca because Casca, you know, was feeling a little down. And Griffith didn't like her that much. But, oh, Griffith wanted to save me. So, ooh, ooh. So. But she's already fallen in love with God. I was about to say, because then, you know. But we'll, we'll, we'll touch on that a little bit later. So, episode continues, and Casca rubs Guts down. Who's Guts basically broken up, like, at this point. My man is taking mad arrows, mad arrows to the knees, mad arrows to the chest, the face, everything. He is broken. He gets this, like, like magic. <sighs> wow. <laughs> My son, you know, he really did look like how the Peter and the chicken be looking when they're done. Man's look like Frankenstein with all them stitches all over his body. Oh, D. Son. So then he basically, at the end of the episode, he has this deep-ass talk with Casca, and he basically kind of hints at he's going to test free agency at the end of the year. That's 14, though, that happens, right? I'm pretty sure that's the end of 14, and then 15 is the battle. Okay. That's yeah, what I was yeah, doing 14. Yeah. Yeah, because okay, yeah, at the end of 14, he hints that he's he's going to leave yeah. the band of Hawks. And Casca's like, oh, he's not serious. Then 15, here comes the battle. And everybody's like, yo, yo, the Rhino people, they they, they be wilding. We can't win. <laughs> Griffith, man, ain't nothing but a thing. Do you know who I am? Exactly. Do you know who I am, who I be, and who I roll with? Yo, all you got to say is say word. Say word, king, and I'm there. <laughs> the king is like. Yo, you dead ass? Say word. Bet. <laughs> but you only got 5,000 men. They got 35,000. It don't matter. And it doesn't do matter. No matter the hook, we do this shit. Pulled up to the to the cat Doldry Castle, right? I like my tips with the dip. With dips. Pulled up to the castle. Of course, Griffin have to, has the ace in his, you know, the, the ace plan. Hold on. You left the key out. All right, we'll go through it. Finish your main thing and then we'll go through it after. Is like, yep, it looks at the flag. Yeah. He he, he Kawhi Leonard this. Yeah, it's the last time I'm fighting for this house. Free agency. He's like, I'm a winner. I'm a winner chip. And I'm we a are winner chip. I'm gonna end this war. Yep. He literally was like, we're gonna end the war and then I'm gonna be out. <laughs> like now your night now your watch is done. <laughs> now your watch is done. I'm dead. But the big thing that, and I guess this is what John was alluding to. Remember, old dude that was out here tapping them cheeks? <laughs> yeah, he comes back, and I ain't talking about that comeback. He's the hey, he's yo. the governor of the Tudor, the the, the Tudor, the northern yeah. part of the, the Tudor Empire, and right. he's like, yo. So he is he's governor over that yep. domain that this and castle. He is. finds out that the 
the sensual Griffith is out here leading the battalion against him. He was like, yo, whatever y'all do, y'all can do whatever you want. Make sure you bring that sexy ass man back Bro, here. He's obsessed. <laughs> bring that man meat over here. <laughs> and then, yeah, he basically, you know, and I guess we'll see because it kind of the episode ends with him telling all his men to charge, even though the general Boscone was like, nah, this is a trap. Like, I can sense this. And he's like, nah, go yeah. get him. And then, yeah, Guts is like, yeah, they falling right into this trap. They don't even know what's about to happen. And then the episode ends. My son Griffith basically went, yo, I set us up near a river so y'all know we can't run. I'm going to get all the fighting out of y'all right now. He's like, back against the wall, what y'all going to do? And yeah, my son is really chasing after the booty. He is the booty warrior and is about to just ruin this whole shit. So Griffith, that's the second Fleece Johnson reference that has been made in this podcast, by the way. The the governor sees Griffith, he likes him, and he wants him. And we can do this the easy way or the hard way. Really, the governor wants it the hard way because he literally just jeopardized his entire army by sending them after them. For yeah. the chase of the booty. He's really like everything is screwed, bro. Like literally, yeah, I like I like the purple rhinos commander. He's the only one who's like come down on the the whack ass whale guy, the Laborowitz or whatever. And he's a good general. Like I respect his character. He was like, yo, we're gonna see what it is. I'm gonna try and stick to my guns. He has good battle instincts. He's like, yo, you're encouraging them with money and shit. That's not good for discipline. That's not how I run shit out here. And then also when he attacks Guts and they like both kind of equally damage each other by destroying the helmets. And he goes, I maybe he was like, maybe the rumors are true about him taking on 100 people, 100 mercenaries. So I was fucking with him. And then the governor was like, no, I'm I'm blinded by the booty. Yeah, he was bugging. Bugging, man. It's just. I don't know. There's a lot of a uh, lot of uh, things going on. I mean, can we can we go back to uh, episode uh, 13? How uh, Cask is out here. I told y'all. I told y'all this was gonna happen. Told you, Cask is now out here falling for the guts. Guts will soon Finally, be in those guts. Trying to get her guts rearranged. I'm saying that, doing it by accident, bro. He be he be showing he be showing Cask. You know you know what what Guts does, and this is why Cask don't be fucking with Guts like that. Guts be showing Cask the love. That she never got, so she's not used to. She, you know, what I'm saying she's not. She's not used to the one she wants from Griffith. Yeah, right, exactly. But when, but when guts be like that, when guts be trying to, you know, unclothe her, make sure she don't got no fever, make sure you know, protect her, telling her to get away because you know she's unable to fight. She shouldn't die here in a useless, in a pointless skirmish. Yep. So I'm saying, like, my my, my man guts say, yo, it's cool, I got it. But I'm really curious doing that, and like, like after he killed all all 100 of them men, how the other, how the one old dude got away? He probably saw him get murked and was like, "There's no yeah, way." Yeah, he was just like, him. "Yeah," he ran away. He's like, he was like, he's not going to chase me. He's too tired. Yeah, yeah. Nah. You know what I was thinking about with Casca and like how Guts treats her. I think <laughs> Guts treats her how she wants to be treated. But she doesn't, she hasn't been treated like that before. So she has no idea. To, like, he treats her like she's just a regular ass soldier. Or when it like it inconveniences him, like the woman thing, she's like, oh, well, see, this is why women can't do shit. And then she's like, oh, yeah, word. He literally did it just to get her. Yeah, trait. he does it. It's like almost like a negative reinforcement. He does it because he knows she's going to want to prove herself. Everyone in a relationship has done that at some point because he was right. Y'all women be hot tempered. 
Yep. But I don't know. The the dialogue in the episodes is getting a lot better. Like Yeah, everything is getting better, man. Like, like the whole battle scenes are fun. Like the like you said, the dialogue, the story, plot progression. It's a lot more of like what what's really gonna happen next. Yeah. I just, I really just want to shout out my son Guts, bro. He killed a hundred niggas with no superpowers. Just a big ass sword no and bad <laughs> biceps. <laughs> bad biceps. A big ass dull sword. Yes. And he was still cutting. My son said, this just not even cutting no more, bro. I'm just bashing y'all. He said, me. you better hope you die. <laughs> That's right. Facts. He was like, yo, if you don't die in the first swing, you gonna hurt. <laughs> Yo, my man's had one hand. He was swinging that big ass sword. <laughs> yeah, bro. He was, he was really looking like all his life he had to fight, bro. Because he was sitting the way he was looking when he was sad. That my man was battered and scar. He was scarred and battered, bro. Put it like that. Oh <laughs> boy, it's like a rough. It's funny because he doesn't even really look until like he gets like the close ups when he's like next to Casco or like someone who's smaller. He doesn't look like. He's that like that crazily bigger than everybody else. He just he just looks like a toned dude that's just like kind of brolic. But like, look at all the people they send at him. Like uh, Samson, the dude was like a solid like six foot ten, you know, four hundred twenty five pounds, and it didn't it did matter. Not matter, yo, Samson, one of the hardest hitting safeties in the league I right put now. The team on my back, yo. <laughs> <laughs> that's what Gus did. Oh man, but yeah, got really about to. Bro, it was he's great. really about to test free um, agency. That's crazy. Yeah, that's a fact. As he, as he should, he's probably gonna get his arm cut off first, pro- trying to protect Griffith. That's what that's my prediction on how on on how you know what I'm saying because you know by himself he if he could take a hundred niggas dolo, there's no way that somebody's gonna cut his arm off when he's you know. So, so all right, all right, hold on. Before we get into the predictions, right. I wanna I wanna um. Yeah, I want to keep like just talking about what, what happened a bit more. Yeah, um, that's if you guys do anything. That's but definitely like, yo, I really enjoyed the whole thing where it's like now you're seeing this other side of Casca and now she's starting to appreciate guts. And who my son, who my son Gus was trying to fool, like, oh yeah, he was like, so so you just did it to do it, huh? You just killed a hundred people by yourself to do it. He goes, yeah, you know, I I did it for myself. If anything, it wasn't about you. Like, yeah, sure, sure, it wasn't about her. And I love how he finishes where he was like, yo, like, honestly, he was like, me killing people, swinging my sword is just regular. Like, that's all I know. And he's like, you and, and Griffith have, like, a purpose and have something you're trying to attain, and I respect that. And I was like, this is fire, and this this is the first time they're showing that him and Casca are actually thinking and are actually on the same wavelength about something. And now it's like they finally have a mutual respect between each other because Casca was always kind of bitter about you know how his relationship with griffith was so now it's like yo like they've built a relationship between each other now which i think is fire i love it because um we still gotta clap those sweet brown cheeks yeah that and then i love how they showed griffin being like yo nah like i'm they're like yo he put his foot down and made sure that he sent for you guys so that was cool but i wasn't expecting um gus to test free agency either man i um you knew it was gonna happen at some point I mean, yeah, because the wars, they're saying this is the first time that in 100 years the war is coming to an end because of them. So things things got to, like, you know, this battle has to end. So, yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting. Before we get into what, what we think uh, is happening next, do we have any, any other comments about uh, what did happen already? Nah, I, I, I kind of commented already on, on, on what, I, what I thought was, was kind of was crazy. 
I just think that mm-hmm. the, the the overall dialogue is getting better. I liked um the end of episode fourteen when uh Casca and uh Guts are, are talking to each other. Like on that on, yeah, that, by on the that tree. Hill. Yeah, 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 by a tree. I, I know shit about to get great conversation. Yeah, yeah, that's a fact. You know, you know how every anime got like the the one the one the one music where you know shit about to get serious. I like yeah. the one that yeah. I, I like. <laughs> she gets mad deep. I like the serious joint in, in this one. It's like, oh, yeah. Like that shit. I fuck with that joint. Once I start hearing that, I'm like, damn, they about to do a whole long ass monologue about dreams and nightmares. Oh, boy. <laughs> that's a fact. That's, 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 that's what he was talking about. For times like this to run. Yeah, that's what he was talking about <laughs> on the hill. He was just like, yeah, like, everybody down there, I can tell, like, I know my people. Like that, and that's what I thought was interesting about Guts. Like, he's not just a regular command. Like, he has a personal relationship with all his dudes. He was like, yeah, like, Nichols over there, like, he proposed to his girl, but she didn't want to marry, like, a common soldier. So he's trying to move up in the ranks uh you know and then do it again like he was just naming off names and i was like and then he's like and that seems totally opposite of the character you would have thought like he said like yeah everybody's got like their own light like it's like those candles are like everybody's hopes and dreams and like i don't really have one i just swing my sword (laughs) you know so it's i I don't want to dim other people's lights and stuff like that i'm like damn that's deep you know, my son said all everyone's fading light and they try and bring it together to form this bonfire that has started with Griffith. And he was like, and honestly, I don't got none of that. So I'm just stopping by to get warm before I move on to the next. Before he takes his talents to South Beach. That's deep. Yeah, man. Shit was dope. There's the, the anime's starting to show some layers now, man. We're getting into the 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 meat of it, which is awesome. <laughs> 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 That's my shit. <laughs> What's up, Goofy? Studying, just playing the the Berserk soundtrack in the background. <laughs> Yo, don't let me find that shit. Cause the second y'all niggas get on the deep ass monologue, I'm gonna just play that shit in the background. Everybody that don't, <laughs> everybody that don't listen to ABC is like, what the fuck is going on right now? <laughs> Yo, it's gonna be next time you go on a rant, Miles. It's just oh, it's gonna be it's gonna be John talking about going on like a four minute rant about how Luca deserves the MVP, and then all you're gonna hear is this shit in the background. <laughs> oh man, probably. With that, uh, we look forward to the next couple episodes and just things that, that are going on, man. I mean, like, I don't know. Like, dude, I, I, I'm i hoping, the hope is that this is Griffin's elaborate plan to end the war, establish exactly how dominant the, the White Eagles are, and also get revenge on the man he was pimping himself out to. <laughs> this is that ass how it goes too. I found it so quick. Yeah, I gotta bookmark this joint. Oh, it's lit. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like Hindi music. It does. It does. It does. All right, but um, yeah. I mean, it's. <laughs> it just seems like uh, yeah. I'm hoping that. Things work out, but also at the same time, this is one of those classic. All right, yeah, this is gonna be my last one, I'm, and I'm out, and then everything goes wrong. So that's also I'm waiting on. I'm waiting on somehow like everyone to die, 
Like literally, that's what I keep thinking is gonna happen. Like when it was Guts and Casca, I thought Casca was gonna die and Guts was gonna get captured and they saved him. That's how he lost his arm. That's how he went down this negative spiral. And then none of that happened. <laughs> and then now I'm like, oh yeah, it's my last one. Last one for the war. Everything's gonna end. Everything's gonna do good. Then I'll move it out. Like this is the last time I have to fight under this banner. And then things shouldn't go according to plan. You know, that's normally what you expect, but I, I don't know, man. I, I, I don't know. I just said so many possibilities. Alright. <laughs> so before, you know, I get into my little uh, you know, my little predictions and shit. Um <laughs> Nah, let me stop. Nah, but uh honestly, it I, I just like how this how this anime is going. Like I, I think we've seen a lot of character development out of guts from when he first uh got introduced into the uh Banded up, banded a hook, you know, to now. I guess, especially since he's starting to question purpose and like that thing, that wasn't never really what he did. He was just swinging sword, kind of like what Casca, you know, was basically saying about him. You know, I think now he's starting to ask himself the right questions. But I think with him finding his purpose, I think, um, you know, I think Griffith, Griffith is gonna. Like my prediction is like when he sees homie, it's gonna be like some some trauma and some shit. So that's gonna that might fuck him up a little bit. You know what I'm saying? But uh that's all I got. Great. Oh boy, where do I even begin? Yeah. I'm just afraid that 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 Griffith's about to get uh he's about to act out of character, man. He's about to see uh, you know, fat Zach Galifianakis over there with a longer beard, and he's just gonna lose his wits about him. He's gonna be like, oh no, he watched. He's gonna probably be like, I gotta go kill this man. And he's gonna mess the whole battle plan up. He's gonna act way out of character, which is gonna give the purple rhinos their chance. And you hate to see it. You really do hate to see it. But hey, that's that's what's I don't know. Also, yeah, before Guts leaves, watch. If Casca doesn't throw the yams at him, she's gonna be like, Oh, can I come with you? Be like, nah, bitch. It's a one man. It's a one man act. I'm going to South Beach by myself. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I already called Wade. I already called Bosch. There's no room for you. Go away. And that's what's gonna happen. Honestly, I mean, we're we're gonna have some good battles. Do you think that her foreshadowing was correct, and that uh, you you do think Griffin's gonna gonna see him and then just bust it wide open? Uh oh wow. Uh, he's not gonna bust. At least not 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 in, initially. I mean, geez, like, and at this point, he doesn't like, I don't know what, what the motivation is behind it. I mean, at that point in his life, I mean, he needed the money and stuff to fund his military. But I mean, now they basically the best military, the number one ranked military in the country. You know, they, 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 the Duke of, uh, actually, no, sorry. They're the Baylor of this show right now of all the armies, you know, and they're not losing that number one spot. They, they that 21 straight wins, man. Come on. So, you know, it's, will he act out of character? I think so. Will it cost him a little bit? But I don't think he's going to, I think he ends up killing the dude at some point. Like, this is for my butt that you took. He might, he might snap. <laughs> this is for my butt. Hey, yo. Nobody, t- Nobody like touches the giblets except for me. And Charlotte. Facts. I mean, when I was trying to find, uh, gifts to to post in the instagram story um i saw one of him 
tugging down Charlotte. So that's got to happen at some point. Freaky. Yeah, I'm really happy. How's it going, man? I'm enjoying this. Just, uh, I'm glad things got livelier. All right. So for next week, keep with the trend. Another three episodes. So 16, 17, and 18. And yeah, thanks for listening. Catch us on all social media at Saratopi Sports. Um, might have some uh, some new exciting developments in the future. Look out for that. But yeah, I mean, guys, I you know. <laughs> I hate y'all. I hate y'all so much. <laughs> That joint is just like, yeah, nah, I'm not gonna lie, we're gonna need that on the soundboard. <laughs> Bro, I'm oh dude, I wanna do that. I wanna make sure we have a soundboard. That shit is funny as shit. Nah, but you already know the we gotta have, that. We gotta have somebody suck that baby sick. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I'm Send telling you, we're getting to jail now. <laughs> <laughs> Bro. The base of the soundboard is going to be the Bodega Boy soundboard for that shit, for the fucking, you know, the fucking vibes, like all that shit. And then we're going to add our own shit like that. <laughs> oh, man. Nah. All right. Yeah. See, all right. <laughs> I was about to check out, but then you already know the, the fucking monologue music pulled up on me. But you, but you already, but you already know. Shout out to Worldwide West. Everywhere I go, I leave a worldwide mess. Peace. I mean, you can't say that and still be off social media. Yeah. Just saying. You're right. It's a good point. Fuck it. The damn music. Oh, you know. It's that time. <laughs> As always, you can follow me on the social medias. J underscore Thomas underscore 24. Uh, tip your local bartenders because they need it. You know. But also bartenders, you got to be wary that, you know, if you're going to keep giving drinks to the women, I'm not going to tip you as well. I'm here. I know you see me. I'm flashing the $20 bill for a tip right here for you, but you don't see it because you're distracted by, uh, you know, Tasha over there, who I guarantee you is not paying for those drinks and some simp is, all right? And he's not tipping you very well either. So I don't know what the problem is here. Also, TGI Friday's apps at the stores, quality. The Buffalo chicken things, amazing. Um, you know, and just shout out black women. Y'all, y'all, y'all are doing it. Y'all don't get enough respect. Probably easily the sexiest women on the planet. I'll fight anybody over that. You know, if you don't believe me, you can come see me outside the bank. Woo woo. <laughs> Big trust. Mark Ingram. In the flesh. Shout out Justin Tucker. Shout out Brandon McManus, Temple Product. Marquette King, Black King. PJ Walker, you already know the vibes. He was playing like Philip out there, though. And you know what? I'm just going to say it. Kyle Kuzma does not belong on the 44-man preliminary USA Olympic basketball roster. I just don't get it. You're going to tell me that he's better than Trey Young or John Collins or my guy, Spencer Winwitty. Yeah, I said it. Spencer Winwitty, because he had a clutch shot tonight against the Pacers. 
Yeah, and he's gonna win the skills competition. Neither does Joe Harris. Joe, no, Joe Harris is there. He 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 doesn't deserve to be there. Watch your mouth, all right. See, this is what I'm talking about. <laughs> who is better? Who? Son, first of all, Joe Harris one of the best three point shooters in this league right now. He shoot better than anybody else. That's that's he true. Better than if, he, telling, if you I'm... can't put up somebody from your team that can shoot better than my son. Go away. And don't you dare bring up Seth Curry because my man Joe spanked him and his bum brother in the three-point shooting contest last year. Bro, if we're putting Joe Harris on the team, Seth should be on the team. No. I'm no. taking Seth. You know what's going to happen? Clay is going to decide. He's like, you know what? I don't know. USA Harrison Barnes should be on that USA either. basketball. I don't know, man, because they be they be killing they be killing us in the streets. So I don't know. And you know what? Prime Joe Mountain Man Harris time. Joe not better than Seth. Oh, did Seth win the three point shot? Joe's not a better player than Seth. Now, well, now John's just acting silly. I just don't get this at this point. Harrison Barr shouldn't be on that shit either. Neither should Derek White. I, I get the homerism, but this is ridiculous at this point. I said what I said. Asking, I'm asking 30 NBA GMs who they want right now: Joe Harris or Seth Curry. Yeah, I guarantee you, 29 saying. Joe Jesus. Uh, I said what I said. Why do I want bargain bin Seth Curry? I don't want that. Let me. Well, first of all, there's. When I can have sexier there's, there's Kyle Corver on my team, I just don't get it. Sexier <laughs> Kyle Corver. <laughs> on that note. Paris is your girl's favorite player. And by your girl, I mean whoever is the sorority at uh, Gamma Alpha Ray or whatever that shit is. <laughs> You can't tell me Joe, my, my my name's Joe wasn't slanging it at Virginia, right? <laughs> right with my son Malcolm Brogdon. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> and if you threw a party, invited everyone you knew. You would see the biggest gift would be for me. And the podcast would say, thank you for listening to the pod. <laughs> <laughs>